the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic 1, Motherwell 0, the half-time score at Celtic Park. Rangers beating Hearts 2-0 at Tynecastle earlier on, just about underway in the second half at Celtic Park. And how will Ange Postacoglu's half-time team talk will have changed because of that goal? I think the whole complexion of the game, the whole complexion of the atmosphere inside the stadium changed with that Tom Rogic strike. Uh, it, it just came as a form of relief because Celtic had had to absorb a lot of pressure from Motherwell. Joe Hart has had a terrific save. Motherwell have struck the bar. Um, and you, you wondered where Celtic were going. And then a moment of creativity from David Turnbull. Free kick straight across the grass in front of the goal and a fine finish from Brom Roderick. Come back to your question there, Andrew. I don't think it'll change too much. I know the goal's so, so important. But I think he'll have looked at that first half and he'll recognise that Motherwell are still a threat. Of course they are. So he'll be talking to uh, his team about that. He'll be talking about trying to get the next important goal and putting this game to bed. Um, so I don't think it's going to change too much. Um, but he'll, uh, he'll be absolutely delighted. Timing's everything. And as I say, Tom Rogic, bang in form just now. Terrific player. Great finish. What will Graham uh, Alexander be saying there, Dazzler? Same as uh, I, the first I, half? I, 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 go back to it. I don't think that'll change either because you take away from that free kick right at the end there, right? Motherwell, getting in at half time, you'd be delighted. Probably one of the best performances Celtic bar 45 minutes for a, for a long, long time. They've created chances, they've hit the bar, they've uh, asked questions of Joe Hart, and they've not looked out of place. So I think Graham Alexander will be saying, look guys, just keep going. We can get an opportunity and try and get back in the game. Goal Flashes with AspireGlasgow.com Visit their website for their full range of specialist PPE and RPE. Yeah, back underway at Celtic Park with Celtic 1-0 up. As we said, Tom Rogic bagging the first goal for Celtic in this game. Just how frustrated do you think Neil Alexander uh, sorry Neil Alexander Graham Alexander <laughs> might be that the goal they conceded came from a set piece it's not that they've been yeah. they've been cut open it's it's an avoidable set piece that they've conceded of course it will be because I think up to that point they defended pretty well yeah you're always going to give up chances at Celtic Park but you have to limit the, the quality of those chances and I thought Motherwell did that pretty well I think only the James Forrest one early on where it's a good save from Kelly Well Celtic have come out the traps flying Tom Rogic with a chance immediately saved by Liam Kelly Abada that one's come off the bar and I think the flag's gone up for offside there so that one's not going wow. to uh, well, it wouldn't have counted for anything if it had gone in, but that's a, a very quick start from Celtic, and that's exactly what Ange Postacoglu would have wanted. Yeah, it's from a poor finish. It's a poor finish yeah. by Rogic. It's a lovely little through ball by Turnbull uh, as a bad hits the crossbar, but you have to say he's got to go across the goalkeeper there. He gets it all wrong. Uh, I'm not even sure that would have ended the post. Casual, yeah. bit casual there. He's through and go. It was so easy the way Celtic just opened Motherwell up and. That would have uh, been some start to the second half. Uh, you know, a lovely pass and oh, move through, ball. Turnbull through to Rogic, but he really needs to put more power behind that, more conviction in the finish. Is that what you maybe miss with David Turnbull playing through the middle? I know that cross came from a set piece, but he does have that delivery from, from wider areas or deeper areas that he can he can pick out a man with a, a nice whipped cross. Well, that's what I said before the show. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, and keep Rogic and Turnbull in that area. And whoever you play ahead of him, those guys will create the chances But I mean you've took Turnbull into a more advanced role 
you're taking away who's feeding yeah. actual Turnbull you know the chances but um, it goes to show you when he drops deep he had the shot in the first half deflected and saved start the second half lovely little ball through so you see his qualities in that area this takes me back to uh, the Hearts game Hearts Rangers previous to this where Gordon Dale at 2 nothing said the next goal is so important as it transpired there was no next goal because of fantastic goalkeeping and the crossbar and etc etc but at one nothing here the next goal is so important if Celtic get it the stadium apart from the guys who are having a silent protest will be delighted and they will be able to rest more easily uh, but if Mother will get it well as David Friel said at half time in his report it would be Wrong to make any assumptions about the outcome of this game Because there's an awful lot of life left in it Yeah, you're talking about Turnbull there uh, he, he did put that ball through to Tom Rogic But however, the ball onto a badder From the, the left-hand side is right on the money uh, And he just strayed offside So possesses real quality in the round about the box Remember the phone lines are open 01419511025 Rangers fans, Hearts fans What did you make of that game at Tynecastle earlier on? Celtic and Motherwell fans Maybe you're watching the game Want to tell us what you're thinking while it's going on Give us a call 01419511025 Or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB for that as well But of course we want to hear from you on the phones 01419511025 Celtic just with a, another corner They're showing here. good urgency I think Urgency, that's the word I would apply to Their start to the second half Three minutes into the start They, they have been by far The more urgent of the two sides they, they look as if they know and understand The importance of going two up The one thing they're very good at Under Postacoglu is When they break from the back you, They get men forward very very quickly Abada went down the right hand side there and he puts the ball across and it's Greg Taylor the left back it's right up uh, looking to get on the end of it so they're very very good at that Motherball will put men forward they're, it's an open game they fancy getting back into this but they've got to be careful because Celtic have got the pace and the ability to go and hurt you and finish again. Yeah, Mikey Johnson's had a few opportunities just cutting in from that left on his right foot. He's had a couple on target that one. He just skewed high and wide over the bar. His but finishing is erratic, Andrew. You know, the, he has plenty of attempts. Uh, in the first half, he went close, but his finishing can be erratic, and that one was wild. He keeps cutting across the ball, so he has to set the ball off at the centre of the goal, which will allow it to, go, to veer into the faraway corner. But because he's setting it out far too wide, it looks as if it's just kind of missing by a, a large margin. He could have a big role to play in the, in the next month, Mikey Johnson, just depending on how Celtic's injury problems play out. He's obviously had his own injury problems himself, Mikey Johnson, just making his way back from those. Just an incident between Callum Slattery and Greg Taylor there. Greg Taylor down, holding his face. Yeah, I think he got a flailing uh, right boot off of Slattery as he comes through. Look, he might it's just, just accidental. I think yeah. Slattery's just on his way down. He catches him. Just uh, certainly a bloody nose. I think he's he's got there, but I think it's accidental. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's much Callum Slattery could have done about that. I actually, think his his boot must have made contact with Greg Taylor's lip there as the two of them went tumbling uh, down at the touchline, but nothing malicious in that at all. Just a coming, a coming together. together yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think the referee had to. Player Hartnell a huge part in that. I think um, Slattery's boot was on the way down. No intent. Well, it's so, been a good start for Celtic. You've got to say, to, you know, the way that they've tried to up the tempo. You would say in the second half created a couple of opportunities, but they need to be more clinical in games like this, where 
they get the job done quickly and you know allow players to to be taken off if need be I'd just seen a badder there in the last attack where he played in Greg Taylor the camera went on him he's stretching his groin never a good sign when you see somebody so early you know after a half. pass they're stretching you know a wee twinge here so they can, certainly can be doing me losing another wide player another another forward player so hopefully he's okay though what is it then? Is it the way Ange Postacoglu trains them? Well, I think I he, he admitted himself that uh, after the uh, game against Real Betis midweek, he said it's a sort of combination of, he called it a ridiculous fi- fixture schedule. I think Celtic had 10 games between uh, the 2nd of December and the 2nd of January. So they're playing a lot of games, but he, he admitted their style of play, you know, the intensity, the, the levels he wants his players to work at will contribute to that type of thing but you know he he doesn't want to change that style he says that's how he's always done it he says he's had that at previous clubs they just need to work through it and, and it'll I, work I, itself out by all accounts speaking to someone the training is high intensity but short and it's timings so going back to when I was at the club we'd be in the training ground a long time and it was spread out over 90 minute periods sometimes even longer if you took into you know shape. Uh, shape and fitness work after the session apparently it's under an hour so it's everything's packed in there the intensity is high maybe players are just taking a, a bit of time to get used to it because it is such a different regime I don't think you can bring the schedule into it I, I really don't uh, Europe is where Celtic want to be uh, so that's a, a given um, cup final is where Celtic want to be you can't complain about that and the league fixtures uh, you're challenging for a, a title with Rangers so you know th- that's the, the schedule of a successful football club you just have to put up with that I just think it's down to the strength of his squad here mm. I, I think that he would have liked to have rotated in a few games I think Rangers are in a be- perfect position for that if you see Rangers they've got quality players and that's been built over uh, season after season Um this guy has had one transfer uh, window. He's had to deal with about 10, 11 players exiting the building first and foremost. So it's going to take time. Unfortunately for him just now, he's running into a few injuries and, you know, he's he's having to deal with that. I'm with you. I don't go with the fixtures because you know what the fixtures are going to be like. You know they're going to be a lot of fixtures. If you're successful, you're going to have a lot of fixtures. Celtic are usually in Europe. They've got to a cup final. So, if you're successful, you're going to have a lot of fixtures. Unfortunately, I don't think they've got the the strength in the squad just now to deal with it. But once it gets to January, gets people back fit, then I think he'll be able to handle that better as a squad and as a team. We know January is not always an easy yeah. window, but the way Ange Postacoglu has been talking, he, he seems relatively confident. Yeah. He's obviously not giving too much away. Relatively confident that they'll get the right bodies in, but get them in early, which is key yeah. as well, because you've then got that break from the 2nd of January. I don't think Celtic then play again until the 22nd of That's January, away to Alloa in the Cup. So that'll give him good time to get those players in training, whether they, they go away or, or, or stay here in a, a sort of winter yeah. training camp, just to bed, bed them in, get used to his style. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're quite far down the road with a couple of chaps coming in from Japan. So uh, I'll be interested to see where they fit in uh, to the the bigger picture. He'll be looking for that break as well to try and get some of these guys up to speed with the ones that are uh, on the injury uh, list at the moment. 
uh, and then try and have his full quarter because I think partly this is because players are injured you're asking the same players to go to the well uh, and I think fatigue's kicking in and that's the reason why you get muscular injuries alongside a high intensity training it's a good market to shop in in January because they they have a summer season so their season's coming to an end there's yeah. players either out of contract or players that that is essentially their big transfer window so that's probably the one if, if he's wanting to shop in, in, in the Japanese market that he'll probably be able to, to make when, the most significant moves When does the Japanese uh, league finish do you know? I think it's sort of around this time I don't think they've got too long to go if it, if it may yeah. be no, the reason, the reason why I'm thinking about that is, is because you effectively are going to sign guys that have actually played a full season in Japan. So you're not exactly sure. You would imagine it'd be up to speed with uh, fitness and things, whether there's a fatigue there due to uh, having a full season. It's yet to be seen. They're swarming around the goal. Uh, Joe Hart has not done anything to do in the second half. Celtic forced Liam Kelly into another save off David Turnbull, but. 55 minutes in, still one nothing Celtic, but uh, again, too early to make assumptions about how the game ends. Just speaking about the winter training camps here, surely that's going to be knocked in, in the head this year. Surely we're not going to have a repeat of what happened last year with teams jetting off. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I can't see it happening. I mean, you know, with all the restrictions now tightening a bit, I don't think any club would want to risk what Celtic then had to face when they came back. Mm-hmm. If you remember with 10 players isolating and with restrictions now, worries over team travel on even buses to away games, it's an unnecessary risk if you have to take your team out of the country they coming can, back into the Scottish Cup. They can go up to Anstruther and have my caravan. <laughs> <laughs> Sunny Anstruther. Yeah. Double bubble. Yeah. Hugh Keevens rates. Yeah. yeah. That's your bedroom there, Ange. <laughs> We're just talking about winter transfers There's been a Scotland international That's just made a move of his own Today Lewis Morgan Who was at uh, Miami Inter Miami He's gone to New uh, Yeah New York Red Bulls This is a very MLS announcement It says We've acquired the Scottish winger From Inter Miami CF In exchange for general allocation money Over two years <laughs> 900 grand That says 900 yeah. grand Yeah What a place New Good. York what, what a life changing time He's had of it You know from Submitting to Celtic To Miami To New York uh, What a place it is Well a chance for Rogic there Doesn't do quite as well As he did before half time This one goes over the bar On oh, his right wow. foot mm. And uh, yeah I mean It's yeah. just when it falls to you At speed on your weaker foot It's, it's going to be a lot tougher Yeah I think it's just uh, About to drop now Yes uh, He just gets right underneath it And skies it Right into the The stand I, behind I the goal it's a top tier, Alex. Yeah, yeah, it's not his it's not his finest moment, but he's dangerous again. Uh he prefers it on that left peg. The one you know. that matters, yes, exactly. But uh I think that it's going to be one of these games at Celtic Park today. I think that if Celtic can just get the three points, get out of there and think, right, okay, we've closed the gap. But Hugh quite rightly says, and David Frill says at half time, still a bit of football to be played. Um Motherwell, you know, there's still got a danger in there. Uh, whether it comes from set play or you know a good bit of play uh, from the wide areas because they've got good quality Tony Watt obviously coming off the left as well Van Veen's been quiet since his booking you know he's not had a big impact that's down to Celtic's two centre-backs who I think have been very good this afternoon but it's one of those games that the manager will take three points and just move on Remember yeah. the phone lines are open 0141 If you want to get involved Anything you want to talk about The action from 
today's game let us know on that number 01419511025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB Motherwell just struggling to really create the type of opportunities that that they were in the first yeah. half so far yeah the, the games kind of went a little bit flat at the moment you know Motherwell not really creating anything and uh, you're looking at this and you're thinking to yourself listen as long as it's 1-0 Graham Alexander feels as if they might get another opportunity somewhere down the line uh, and I think Big Ange will just be looking to try and get that second one put this to bed well it's a long time to sit on your lead you know th- there's more than half an hour left plus what time is added on uh, and you know it only takes a, a moment and oh. Celtic give the ball away and set Motherwell in motion. Yeah, it's a poor ball by Beaton who's uh, very, very uh, casual there as Tony Watt comes down the left-hand side. Yeah, Ange Foster Coglu just pretty unhappy with some of the, the slack passing from Celtic there. He's uh, giving it a bit to near Beaton, just wants his players to be sharper in that midfield. Well, I noticed again midweek uh, against Real Betis near Beaton trying to come out from defence like Franz Beckenbauer except mm. he isn't Franz Beckenbauer Franz and Josie gave the ball away uh, and you know it required Joe Hart to come to the rescue so you have to be very careful to say the Dazzler knows it only takes a split second and you're in and you get your one chance he knows that yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, don't, 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 ask, don't ask him twice about that one yeah, thanks very that. much you for setting him up <laughs> uh, I do knows it I do knows it I knows it I was in that I was talking about oh, you know? oh, I'm not your nose he's that paranoid about your feet <laughs> sorry take one chance and you're in <laughs> I think we'll just leave that one there for now. <laughs> oh, he's a goal scorer. Half a, t- half a chance, half a chance, Marky boy. Mm. And now we're in to this one. Just look at the options Mother will have on the bench from an yep. attacking perspective. Connor Shields in there, Jordan Roberts, uh, Justin Amaluzor as well. Uh, so he's due a game, isn't he? I'm a loser. Well he's pronounced, <laughs> Andrew. I've never heard it pronounced like that. I'm just, just. Changing it so I don't say because I'm a loser on air like the rest of you have been all season. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's a belterian name. It's great. And David pronounced it but so well. Did he ever get a game this game. boy, or did he just throw his name in for a laugh? <laughs> oh, he comes on a strip. Sell strips, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sell strips. I'm a loser. Yeah. You got one, Dazzler? Get that one. I've got a mother strip. Yeah, uh, I've not got any names on the back of it. I'm, I'm old fashioned. I'll go back to the, the Willie Pettigrews of this era. That was my heroes. Um, so. No, um, he comes on and sometimes makes an impact. Roberts gives a bit of pace. You might see him this afternoon. Um, I think Graham Alexander might use him. But just now, they're still in the game. 1-0. Um, we're going back to this whole cliche, the next goal. Uh, well, we get a next goal, that's the thing. But for Celtic, three points. It's a must today for me. Yeah. Well, you don't want any complications. You've got the final next Sunday, but... You don't want any complications created by lost points today and then you're away at Dingwall. Who wants Dingwall in a cold December Wednesday? Daz would love it. For, as long as there's a turn in it, he'll go all the way up there for a game. Yep. McGabby's giving away a free kick against Turnbull on the left-hand side. I'll be Turnbull who will be wrapping this one in towards Kelly. Yeah, he, he likes delivering them from this position, David Turnbull. Uh, a few Celtic players, Carl Starfelt and uh, Cameron Carter Pickles yeah. up, up from the back. Yep, and you'd expect a good delivery. This boy's good, good quality. Has Turnbull. Yeah, he had a similar delivery. I know it was um, from a, a short corner, and 
Uh, Leila Bada had the uh, header at the front post. It's taken short this time. Celtic trying to work it into the box, but uh, Mother will crowd them out and then get a free kick of their own. Oh, what a big build up there for oh, Turnbull swinging that ball yeah. in to Mikey Johnson. Shot. Mikey Johnson is just, he's always just on the edge just now, that, looking like he's going to go by someone, and then they seem to catch up with him. And I think that's what he's struggled with since he's come back from his injuries or, or his career being stop start. When he first broke into that Celtic side and he got the ball and he squared up a full back, he would drop the shoulder and he was away. It just seems not to have that full confidence that he had when he broke in. I think it will come because I, I, I still think he's a, a quality player and a, a winger with loads of potential, but he just tends to overdo it sometimes. And then, like Hugh was saying earlier, shooting's erratic. So he just needs to fine-tune the wee bits of his game. But the more games he plays, the more involvement, the better those bits of his games will get. Is that nope. a tough situation for him to be in as a youngster? Because he obviously, yeah. you know, he needs the game time to build up his games. But because he's got players ahead of him, he really needs to make an impact every Instantly. game just to, to try and get those starts. Especially in his position. When you're at Celtic, you're a young player and you're a winger. When you come into the side, you need to perform straight away. You need to you have a number of assists. You need to match up with goals because the guys that are in your position are certainly doing it so very difficult to come into that and he's been stop start well there he is there with a the header which brings out a good save in Liam Kelly what uh, a cross he, this is yeah and oh. Tom Rogic oh. Mikey Johnson yeah, from the resulting corner spot. as well it was another good chance for Celtic I think Greg Taylor at the front post just tried to help that uh, corner into the front post but Liam Kelly was alert to that so a couple of good saves in a minute yeah. or so for Liam Kelly yeah I th- to be honest with you I think the Mikey Johnson one was pretty straightforward when I uh when I see him going to head the ball, he doesn't uh, inspire me as if he's got to generate a lot of power. But the ball from Tom Rogic was incredible. He just outside of the left foot. Oh, giving the ball away. Oh, Celtic get themselves out of trouble there and then back into trouble. Yeah, the ball just couldn't fall for Kane Woolery at the edge of the box. T- he's to be fair, his, t- his touch has let him down there, Andrew. You know, it's a lovely ball round the face. Uh, and his first touch is poor. Give Celtic a chance to get regroup. I was just going to say, I think Graham Alexander will be a bit disappointed. Uh, they've not really caused... Nah, huffed and puffed. Yeah, an attacking threat. Uh, Celtic are in, they're in control of the game. Um, you know, the, Tom Rogic is is playing a big part in it. His ball in there for uh, Mikey Johnston was, was top draw mm. for me. Outside the left foot, weighted brilliantly. Um, it's not Mikey Johnston's strength. Good good effort from Greg Taylor at the, the front post there. Good uh, corner kick worked. But Motherwell, I don't know. I think they're needing a re-injection. I, 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 I would, I would be making a change somewhere along the line to see if you can get that bit of a spark back in. Because they look a team that's look, quite happy to go. Yeah, we'll lose one nil here. They need to be on the front foot. They need to get at Celtic. Uh, but Celtic totally controlling the game just now. Are these the types of games? I mean. <laughs> Celtic obviously the better side in this game but when you've got so many fixtures in January you've got injuries piling up it doesn't really matter how you get the three points it's just a case of, of getting the win yeah. and, and the, moving the, on the, the, Listen, nobody's really worrying about the performance the, it's all down to points here You know, Celtic's got a really big uh, injury list uh, you know, you've asked the question by Rangers earlier on taking the three points and you have to respond it doesn't matter if you're playing like World beaters, it's just about getting the points. To be fair, their performance today, I think they've been well in control. I know Motherwell had a spell in that first half where they created a few chances and hit the bar and stuff, but apart from that, Celtic well in control, especially this second half. Started well, kept a, a firm grip on the game, and Motherwell 
have we really seen Van Veen Watt or Woolery in the second half? Not really. And, you know, that's credit to how Celtic have taken the game looking for this second goal. So, results key, but performance is secondary. But the performance has been not too bad. And obviously the goal helps because if it's sitting nil-nil, you know, you tend to have a slightly different look in it. But it's, uh, you know, Ange Postecoglou, I think his side should be more than one up at the moment. Yeah, I, th- I actually think they need to put him right, as Dad says there, bring Roberts on, try and get a bit of pace, get something going forward, and it's an out ball for you. As I'm seeing at the moment, they're not getting up the pitch. Celtic are coasting, and, uh, you know, you can only see one team uh, scoring here. If Celtic continue with the injuries they've got, it obviously depends on, on how fit Kyogo is for midweek and whether Ange Postacoglu wants to risk him or not. Could you see David Turnbull playing in a similar similar role again? Has it has it worked well enough for it to be utilised again? What option does he have? You know, um, if Kyogo doesn't make it next Sunday, uh, you're basically looking at the team that will play against him in the final. Uh, this is it, folks. You just you just wonder that. You know, I know I'm talking about years gone by, but when when Celtic when, when you played with Celtic and Rangers and you were a young player, you were geared up for an opportunity. Where is the young players, young centre forwards at Celtic Park coming yeah. through? You know, I just uh, every player we're talking about plays up there as a player that's been signed. Where's a homegrown talent that in our day that if a few of the, the first team players get injured You get your opportunity You learned your trade by playing with the, the B team That's now called or a reserve Whatever you want to call it where are, they, where are these guys? And I'm not just talking about Zelda I'm talking about you know most of the big clubs They depend on the, the, the marquee signings The marquee signings can't play So we can't, we've not got a recognised centre forward Surely that's what your academy and your reserve team's for I'm trying to think Out of sort of Celtic and Rangers yeah. who, who was the, the last young Scottish Centre forward that, that came through Either of the academies And, and made a breakthrough well, That's Tony a good Watt, question Tony Watt would have been Tony Watt was He didn't even come through yeah. The Celtic Academy He, he was Airdrie. brought in from Airdrie, Airdrie. Yeah. Yeah, It's a good question Andrew And I, I agree with Daz here I think Celtic have been Very good at producing Homegrown talent Through the academy And a number of, number of positions But Centre forward you have to think back a number of years to get one who's came in, really took their opportunity, scored goals consistently and kept in around the first team. Now, we've seen flashes of people coming in and out, you know, um, you know, getting games here and there, but never anybody that's really cemented himself in the first team dressing room because that's what, what used to happen. Yeah. You used to play reserve football, get a taste of the actual team and then be moved up to the first team dressing room. I, I can't think of Many no, Somebody may tweet in We are a few o- Over recent years But But see, see if you look at Celtic Today Just take today in isolation In terms of bringing players through You've got James Forrest You've also got Callum McGregor Who are two of them Have done relatively okay Mikey Johnson Rousen's coming off the bench So you, they've got guys oh, they've got I, I take your point uh, about number uh, nines uh, but Number nines is different though Just yeah. seen a replay there Celtic have tried that Sort of cheeky corner You see sometimes where Greg Taylor's gone over just sort of kicked it slightly out the quadrant uh-huh. and David Turnbull's gone over and tried to run with it but that, that's that been outlawed now you're not no, allowed to do that not. anymore the, I think it says that the, the corner needs to be sort of obviously taken that you're not allowed to do that sort of sneaky corner oh. anymore you, you could see them protesting but the referee only had one choice there you're, you're not allowed to do that anymore Changing the rules Hugh to ruin the game that's yeah. what they're doing taking the entertainment value out of it taking the sneakiness out of it yeah winking people <laughs> 
Remember, what was it the penalty that Arsenal took? Oh, and tried to do the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I take that, it you're not allowed to do well. that. No, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Were you ever allowed to do that? Yeah, you were allowed to. Oh, at one okay. point, Barcelona pulled it off really well. At one point, I think it was a game they were absolutely Messi coasting Messi to. But I think I think the story behind it was I think Messi was on two goals that game. It would have been a penalty, a penalty for the hat trick. He runs up, taps it to the side. But the story came out afterwards that he'd sorted out with Luis Suarez that Suarez was going to run up and hit it. But Neymar wasn't even in on it, just ran up and scored anyway. Oh, that sums him up. <laughs> yeah. Neymar. Mr. Selfish. Yeah. That like, was a throne three there, Bunny. Suarez, Messi, and entertainment. And Neymar. There's David Brannan tweeting in saying the last recognised striker he can remember being brought through by Rangers was Ross McCormack. Yep. I was certainly uh, highly rated ago, when yeah. he came yes. through the academy at, scored a, at Rangers scored a portal, uh, to, to get there Craig Beatty potentially Craig Beatty, I mean, yeah. Jack, Jack Aitchison was, was one that sort of at one point Celtic were uh, bringing through ever to score a goal for Celtic yeah, he, he was, final day of the season wasn't it he got one in a 10 goal thriller yesterday but that's, that's what I mean about guys like Jack Aitchison who came in and you go oh Five this could be the, this could be the next one and they quickly just fell by by the wayside By the wayside uh, You know you go back to Beattie I remember I mean even further back Mark Burchill came in Remember through Celtic And, and stayed on the side Had a good career International recognition That, But there's a few and far between Yeah absolutely No, yeah. no more dazzlers Exactly No more, more, yeah, no more dazzlers You can yeah. through the system then Daz did you I, I was at Rangers Since I was 14 mate. Uh, oh. Played in the reserves When I was 15 and a half And Collinstein played up front There you go What a claim to fame that was Fifteen and a half. If anyone sort of says, <laughs> says, says their age by half, so I think that stops when you're about ten years old. And three, <laughs> and three days. And do you know where I made my debut? Fur Park against Motherwell. Played uh, wide right, uh, and there were some players in that team. No wonder you're talking about the past because the present is not looking great at Celtic Park. It's, a, it's gone flat. Yeah, it's devil, isn't uh, it? And that, this is where Celtic have to be careful. They have to maintain concentration. Motherwell are going about make to make a change. Yeah. Yeah, well, a couple of changes Three. for yeah. uh, Motherwell here. There's uh, Connor Shields coming on for Callum Slattery. Liam Donnelly coming on for Kevin Van Veen as well. So Graham Alexander trying to mix things up with about what's that? About twenty minutes. Yeah, or so. just under I think 20 he still believes he can get something here. Yeah. Do you know if you're standing there one nil? I totally agree. I think Celtic have had a decent performance, but they're not putting you away. You're still in the game You're thinking as a manager Maybe just get one more chance Two chances Can we take them Can we mix something up here Can we cause Celtic a problem 1-0 is a very you know, Precarious uh, uh, Yeah That's the word I was looking for Alex What's that mean? I've no idea. Tricky Precarious I'm going to go down the road as tricky then A very tricky uh, scoreline Oh, oh, my yeah, a lovely cross from the right, and Connor Shields' his first touch oh, after coming off the bench just directs a header over the bar. It's never troubling and, Joe Hart uh, with that uh, one. And this is why Celtic have to be wary because it only takes one cross, one header, and you've dropped two points at home. Uh, so I see no sign of a second goal from Celtic. Uh, I, I see no immediate threat. Uh, so it's a, it's a long 20 minutes to go Well they've had chances Hugh in the second half Celtic no, but, You know but, And Kelly's made a number of saves But right now Mark where, Where's it going? Well they're still trying to score You know they, they, 
a quad, oh. when you give is that a donut that swings that in yeah give somebody that time and he swings it in your box you're always going to give up some opportunities but again I still think Celtic in control of this um, you know I get what you're saying they have to be careful just keep the door locked and keep the concentration levels at the back but going forward they have created chances in this second half and certainly look to most likely adding to their lead rather than conceding an equaliser Liverpool's offered nothing in this half they've now got an opportunity from the set play here and it's poor you know if you're looking uh, to get that odd chance you've got to beat the first man I think it was Donnelly who who doesn't do that Callum McGregor heads it away from danger but I would expect a long throw they've caused a few problems with that particularly in the first half Jack's tweeting and he signed did Stephen Naismith not start his life at Rangers before going to Kilmarnock he was actually at Kilmarnock first wasn't he and then went to to Rangers and then back again I remember playing against uh, Stephen when he was at Kelly he was a brilliant player you know great in the air for somebody that's quite average height strong boy as well and what what a career but that that reinforces Mark's point because you're actually going back quite a good bit there you're talking about 20 years what is he 35, 36, 37 now so uh, so you're looking at a guy that's, that's 20 years ago that he, I think Matt's more talked when he was bringing this up it was like who's current who's been in recent years but well, who, who was the latest one that could you know you could say hang your hat on that yep, out and out striker came through the ranks at Celtic Rangers and have went on to to fulfil their kind of potential I think you're going back decades Chad Nicholas that's yeah. the decades maybe Hey, yeah, you, 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 uh, you, Robert Fleck would have been one as well. Uh, he came back uh, from Rangers, wouldn't it? Would uh, Brian McClare would have come through? No, he, he came from Motherwell. To yeah, I'm trying to think who else would have been that generation. I mean, John Fleck was initially a, a striker as well. Yeah, I mean, they, they talked about him being yeah. the next Wayne Rooney at one point, didn't they? After a couple of Youth Cup yeah. finals. Yeah, but you, you, you're actually scratching. I'm just trying to think. It's hard, and it's a weird one how they can create so many good players in different positions. And well, you look at Celtic, Alex rhymed off a couple of them there, and you add on Tierney and all the other guys. Different positions can stay in the team, be successful, but that number nine position. Hardest position in the field to play, Mark. You've got to have a special talent to play up there. Um, you know, uh, playing full back in midfield is probably the easiest positions. Goalkeeper and centre forward, I would say, is the most hardest positions in football, and you've got to be exceptional. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't disagree. Uh, uh, of course you wouldn't. There's Alex Gordon on Twitter saying it's Tony Watt. Not worth a mention. We did say Tony Watt, but of course Celtic did buy him and he didn't. Hundred thousand for yes. Yeah. Well, there's been a few that they've actually brought in. Rangers brought in uh, the boy Middleton from Norwich. Uh, Barry Mackay, you know, came from Kamarnock. So there's been a few like that, but actually coming through as a young age, like the Dazzler. Well, look at the national team. You know, we've got an Australian masquerading as a Scot. We've got uh, <laughs> the, the Che Adams. Uh, I'm not sure of his nationality. Where was he born? Was he actually born in England? Castle Milk. Mm. No, he wasn't. <laughs> uh, so, you know, at international level, we have no one either. Well, this is an interesting one. Ange Postacoglu subbing the substitute Mikey Johnston wow. coming off you wonder if that's just with a view to midweek and a view to the cup final he might not know how much he's going to have to use Mikey Johnston so he comes off Anthony Ralston comes on and I think Josip Juranovic is going to push further forward down that right yeah it's, well, it's a strange one uh, first and foremost to some them but clearly may well try to protect him he might have learnt a lesson from uh, midweek uh, trying to protect a player going into the to the next or couple of games protect the lead 
know it. Yeah, make a bit, make a bit stronger. I actually thought before they scored at half time, he may look at that Ralston and Juranovic forward or Ralston forward um, in that area. But I don't, I, I don't know. It's, Mikey Johnson, you put him on as a sub, and then you hook him. Yeah, I know what you, the boys are saying. He's had a few injuries, and you may want to protect him again. But it's a strange one for me. Maybe, well, maybe just... he just finds that since he's been on the park, he's been a bit hit and miss, and uh... he's probably created a bit more than some of the other players Absolutely. out there. Though you he's, think he's, cutting yeah. in on his right, he's had a few shots. They've not troubled Liam Kelly too much, but he certainly had a go at it as Abada comes down the right, cuts that back to oh, Rogic, and he just me. skews that well wow. wide. He had time to bring that under control oh. and put it in. Nah, to be honest with you, Shogs, he's just coming on to his left foot there. I expect him, a play that has quality, to bust the net there. It's it's on a plate. It's brilliant play down the right-hand side. It's cut back into his path. Oh, and it's, it's desperate. It, he doesn't even need to take a touch here. He just has to hit the target and that's a goal. Great first involvement, though, from Ralston again. Ralston sees Juranovic is wrong, plays it in the channel. Juranovic, brilliant first touch with a header. Gets his head up. If there's one guy you want that to fall to there in the Celtic starting lineup just now, it's, it's Rogic on his left foot. Can't believe how wrong he's he is. So gets casual it. though, man. Yeah. You know, you'd expect him just to put his foot uh, through that uh, and guide it into that far corner. You just wonder if I may welcome back to haunt them. Oh, well, it could be that moment of fate. Uh, <gasps> Ange Postacoglu would better hope not because it's his fellow countrymen. That was, that was the game right there. The game was won if Rogic had just taken that properly. And it could have been costly because a chance for Motherwell was slack from Carl Starfelt. Motherwell have a sniff, but it's ended up on a goal kick. Doesn't really come to too much, but yeah, Carl Starfelt just not sorting his feet out there at all. Well, prone yeah. to that. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a. a good it's not ch- even a half chance. No, but no, the, the no, I think he's good defending. Obviously not with Starfelt, but. Um, you know, 80 odd minutes on the clock I said 1-0 Because uh, I thought it'd be a real tight game And I think Celtic I'll be happy to get the three points Get out of there, regroup Assess the injury situation Look forward to Wednesday and then the cup final next week But uh, It's about result today for Celtic And as I say, second half especially I'm with Mark as much as they've not really had the goalkeeper under severe pressure, they've still created enough chances to win the game comfortably. It has been a problem for Celtic at times this season. Ange Postacoglu has just looked for them to be a tad more clinical, which certainly could have happened at, at this game. Tom Rogic with some good opportunities. Mikey Johnston cutting in with a couple as well. Still just 1-0 with around 10 minutes. I think, I think that comes with what he's had to deal with, though, with the injuries and, and getting people up to speed as well, getting a team to jail. I, I don't think there's any doubt that will come. When he gets his full selection back, and there will come a time where everyone will be fit, I think that will come. Because if it is 1 0 here, you're looking at your bench, and if Kyogo's on, you take him off, you can put on Jacques or you can put on a Jota or whoever. There's better options there. But just now, you see. Where he's at, he's making, he's taking off Mikey Johnson, a substitute for Anthony Ralston. So, pretty limited at the minute. Um, that's that suggested to me that he was just happy with one nil. You know, show it up a bit, be a bit more defensive minded, and just get out of here with the three points. They've got about eight minutes to hold on. It'll be interesting the dynamic between Juranovic and Ralston going forward. If Celtic do dip into the market for a left back, which has been talked about a lot. Anthony Ralston is, is obviously 
Created a few goals this season Scored a few himself Juranovic has been playing More out of position On the left Just how it works Between the two of those Going forward Yeah absolutely It's a short free kick We've Gone lost down sleep. the right hand side Unfortunately the referee's Called it back Who would you, who would you start with Alec Who's your preferred choice there Where's that uh, Right back Juranovic or Ralston oh. If they bring in a left back Eh uh, I would probably say that Tony Ralston's done enough to warrant it at the moment and that's partly due to him playing on the left-hand side. I think you look at uh, Ralston's performance over the course, uh, he deserves, you know, you, he's in form and, um, but, you, you know, you look at Juranovic, you just watched him playing one forward there, you know, he's just bust, shoot, came short to go long, Ralston's got that understanding to play in behind and he puts it on a plate for uh, Yeah, but, but when everybody's fit, I no, don't no, think Juranovic no, right, is going to play one forward. No. Uh, I think the way they... What do you think then? Do you think... Maybe I, because I, he's paid the money for Juranovic? I, 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 think, I think he'll go... If he brings in a quality left-back, I think he would go with Juranovic. I really do. I think Ralston's been brilliant. I think uh, he's a credit to himself. He looked like he was on the way out the door. He got an opportunity because of uh, circumstances at Celtic Park. And he's been different class. But you go and bring in a guy of the quality of Juranovic, I think he would probably be mostly your number one. Yeah, Could the, be wrong. Could the be interesting wrong. thing you're saying about the left back, you know, and there's been people clamouring for that position. But think about this, Daz. You've got Taylor, Ball and Golly. Yeah. Uh, you're going to bring in another guy and you've still got the boy Montgomery. I mean, Ball and Golly looks as if he's out no. of the picture. But you, need, you need better at left back. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm no, sorry, I'm, yeah, not, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not saying, I'm just telling you who's in the building, Daz. Yeah, so but, I'm talking but, about that at some point you have to actually get one out the door. Well, uh, I think I think Ball and Golly, Montgomery's one for the future, good player, young kid. Um, Greg Taylor, for me, I think for Celtic, they'll be looking for better. I think Greg Taylor's a good squad player for Celtic Signed a new contract Obviously they believe in him uh, But I think they'll be looking to improve that department And it's, it's good to have Because if you look at the situation Celtic's in just now They've not got probably enough quality So if you had two good quality right backs Good two quality left backs You've got Julian coming back Hopefully for Celtic For injury You've got a decent sort of a uh, centre half situation your goalkeeper's good middle part you're going to add a bit of quality up front all of a sudden Alec you've got a decent decent squad Ange Postacoglu has been here for five months and there's still no movement on a recruitment director uh, director of football the board have just stopped uh, and Ange Postacoglu is standing where he was five months ago on his own uh, there could well be work going on behind the scenes that, that we don't know about taking some time then Andrew uh, you know so who is uh, any player that comes from Japan is obviously an Ange Postacoglu recommendation but who's sourcing the other players uh, and as I say we, we can rhyme off multi-million pound failures and failure is actually too good a word for Barkas Ayeti Bolingoli when the, the team is down to the bare bones, the absolute bare bones, Bolingoli isn't even anywhere to be seen. Likewise, Barkas, that's £10 million worth of players. Celtic have made some mistakes. I mean, a yet out of those three, a Yeti seems to be the one that's, that's favoured a bit more by Ange Postacoglu. You would imagine that, that Barkas and Bolingoli will be out the door at, at some point. Do you see... A future for a Yeti at all, or do you None. think he's just been used as a, a sort of stopgap until Postacoglu gets the players he, he wants in the building? We'll try and get a Yeti away in January. They'd be mad not to. He's problem is nothing getting, to offer. Getting about the doors, hardest yeah, part. Yeah, problem yeah. is getting something, a decent return 
from him. But you know, if he gets back fit, you know, fairly quickly, he can serve a purpose because you know you see how short Celtic are in that area. And Jackamakis, since he's come in, he seems to be more in the missing. treatment table than than anywhere else. So. Yeah, it's, I agree with you. Some of the signings in the past have been questionable and they've certainly went on to uh, you know, be disappointing signings. You wonder who is behind the scenes making the calls in this because it's a big couple of weeks for them because it needs to be ready for January the 1st. This can't go to the last week in January and then, you know, deadline day signings. It's got to be instant. I understand the political... Fighting or infighting that's going on over the proposed appointment of Bernard Higgins as security advisor, but the fans should also be asking themselves, and as they are, and they do on a regular basis, who brings in these players? Who's responsible for this? And who is responsible for bringing in January's uh, crop of players? They say if they come out of Japan. They're adding Postacoglu's idea. I've got a funny feeling he has got a big say in this, uh, Hugh. And I think you're right. If they do come out of Japan, it will be his recommendations. They're obviously watching them just now. They'll have done their homework. I just think that sometimes we are very critical. Chance of, here yeah. from Motherwell. It's offside. I think that's offside, offside isn't yeah, it? The ball offside. goes just wide. But it was just one pass too many from... Uh, Jordan Roberts there who's just come on for Kane Woolery it was a, a 1-2 at the edge of the box maybe just had to take that one himself because yeah. Tony Watt had strayed offside but he tried to find his teammate who had just gone past the last defender yeah sometimes you got to be a bit selfish and Tony Watt caught himself offside there I'm getting back to saying that sometimes in this country and especially on this programme for us you criticise players that turn up at Rangers and Celtic and don't cut a career and I do agree Barkas and Ayeti and people like Ball and Golly Totally But it doesn't mean to say that They're bad, bad players You look at Pukki for instance Came to Celtic Everybody had written Pukki off Because down in the English Premier League He's buying goals in for fun Looks a completely different player The problem is Andrew Some clubs just don't suit players You know Jota for instance Completely different He comes over And all of a sudden He loves the club The the supporters uh, go, go for him all of a sudden the confidence is there and he's playing brilliantly well. Hits the ground running. It happens for players. Sometimes it doesn't happen for others. Now he comes with a big price tag, wasted five million. I can't argue with all that. But these guys could move on and have better careers with other clubs, other countries, style of football that suit them. There were questions were asked in the summer about how Kyogo would adapt to Scottish football, how the sort of move from Japanese football to Scottish football would work for him the fact that he's hit the ground running how strong is Ange Postacoglu's hand now if he turns to the Celtic boards and says I want one, two, three players from that league that I know and you've got the evidence there to back it up that players can adapt I know it's different for every player but certainly you know you can never exactly judge what level players are at compared to different leagues. Yeah, well, you never know how they're going to... Uh, any player from abroad's going to uh, filter in. However, when you look at Kyogo, um, you know, the performances he's put, pitched in, uh, it gives him a wee bit of kudos in the bank, uh, Big Ange, because you can go to the board and go, listen, we've already brought one guy in. Trust me on this process. You bring in our two or three players, you know, there's... I think we're quite far down the road with getting these guys in through the door. Yeah, two minutes added at Celtic Park this game. Just kind of petering out at the moment. Not a whole lot happening in terms of chances in the last few minutes. Motherwell sending the ball into the box. Liam Donnelly 
Towards the back post Celtic just able to clear that one Actually when a free kick In their own well box defended, as yeah. well I think it was Ralston Anthony Ralston at the back post there Tony Watt coming in at the back Ralston get, does well to get his body in between And then the follow up clearance draws a foul So yeah good defending Celtic will need that over this last couple of minutes Because Motherwell will throw everything at them Try to get this equaliser Well of course we want to hear from you as well On today's games 01419511025 Just about a minute or so to go at Celtic Park Rangers winning 2-0 at Tynecastle earlier So any thoughts? On these games or on the week ahead or anything else, 01419511025. They've costed this Celtic in the second half. I can't even recall Joe Hart making a save. You know, no. they've offered absolutely nothing. Um, you know, they've passed up several opportunities as well to make it more emphatic. And, uh, you know, I think that'll be a source of frustration for Graham Alexander. They've not even had one strike at all. Once again, Joe Hart was there when called upon and that couldn't be said a Celtic last year when chances were conceded they often resulted in goals but this season they found a, a number one who is reliable in big moments in the first half he needed a couple of saves to keep the scoreline at 0-0 zero, zero. and uh, it's as good as you know scoring a goal at the other end it's, it's made Celtic you know look like they're going to walk away with three points here if you compare the two games that we have watched today Hearts and Rangers was excitement It was goal mouth action It was fantastic saves It was a crossbar coming to the rescue This game has been pale by comparison To be fair, the opening 30 minutes or so There was chances at both ends There was a lot happening just kind of since then Since Celtic got the goal really The second half hasn't been as action packed as as the first half was But if I offer you game one or game two Which one was best? It's game one I, I've got to say, I enjoyed the first 45. I'm with you in a sense. Of course, I thought Hearts and Rangers were more exciting, but I enjoyed the first 45. I thought I thought Motherwell looked decent, and Celtic got that goal right at half time. After that, it's only been one way traffic for me. Celtic have dominated. Well, full time at Celtic Park, and Celtic move within four points of Rangers. David Freel is there with the story for us. Full time, Andrew. Celtic one, Motherwell nil. Celtic might have no fit strikers, but they have three more points as, as you said, they stayed in touch with Rangers at the top. Ange Postacol will use David Turnbull as an emergency centre forward after Kyogo joined the growing injury list. He set up Tom Rogic for the first half one. Celtic did probably more than enough just to see off Motherwell. Graham Alexander's side had their moments in the first half, but Celtic passed up a lot of chances after the break to make it 2-0 or even 3. But the win did come at a cost, with James Forrest lumping off just a week before the Premier Sports Cup final against Hibs at Hamden next Sunday. Forrest actually had the first chance of four minutes after being played through by Cal McGregor, but Liam McKayley, Liam Kelly, sorry, made a really good save. Tom Rogic had a shot block, but Motherwell are also having a go in a frantic first half. Callum Slattery headed wide and then crashed a 25-yard shot off the bar in 13 minutes with Joe Hart well beaten. That was a let off for Celtic and they suffered that blow two minutes later when Forrest was forced off. The winger pulled up after chasing a pass from David Tumble and Mikey Johnson replaced him. That disrupted Celtic and Motherwell enjoyed a really good spell in the minutes after that. Tony Watt found space in the box but couldn't hit the target. In the next attack, Joe Hart had to be his very best to keep out Sean Goss's deflected shot. Celtic were struggling to create, but they really upped it going into half-time and had a lot of pressure. Kelly had been too busy for about 20 minutes, but pulled off a really good save from David Turnbull just five minutes before the break. Celtic were pushing hard, and then they made the breakthrough two minutes into first-half injury time after a well-worked free kick from the left side of the penalty box. Motherwell expected a Turnbull shot, but he instead squared for Rogic, who fired a first-time shot into the top corner. The biggest Australian should have made it 2-0 within seconds of the restart, but Liam Kelly made the save after he was put th- clean through. Celtic piled on the pressure, and Mikey Johnson, Liela Bada and Rogic were all off-target with e- efforts. 
Johnson, the, the little winger, he isn't known for his heading, but he was unlucky with one in 63 minutes as Kelly again made the save. Motherwell went for it, he threw on the likes of Connor Shields in 70 minutes, and he headed over just as he looked for a way back in. But Rogic then missed a great chance to make it 2 0 after he picked out by Joseph Juranovic. But one in the end, one goal was enough for Celtic. Full time at Celtic Park, Celtic 1, Motherwell 0. Well, that is the Sunday action over two games. Lots of excitement as well. Hearts losing 2-0 to Rangers at Tynecastle. Celtic 1-0 winners at home against Motherwell. Tom Rogic bagging the goal in that game. We're not finished though. We've still got an hour to go and we want to hear from you. 0141-951-1025. What did you make of your team's performance today, Rangers fans? What were, their, what were your favourite things from the game? What did you like? What players... Uh, Entertained you the most Who were you most impressed by Hearts fans What did you make of it Celtic fans Happy with the win Are you worried about James Forrest And we want to hear from you Motherwell fans as well So we will get all that After this After the action It's your reaction 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line The games are done And we want to hear from you the phones are open 01419511025 Give us your thoughts on all the action today Of course Rangers 2-0 winners away at Tynecastle And Celtic 1-0 winners against Motherwell at Celtic Park Hugh, what was your sort of main takeaway from today's action? Well, uh, I was more impressed by Rangers at Tynecastle Than I was by Celtic or Motherwell at Celtic Park uh, I thought Rangers were impressive Um and could have won by more uh, but for Craig Gordon but for bad misses on Rangers part uh, I thought they, they looked impressive and well worthy of the three points away from home Celtic understandably are not up to the mark because they're losing too many players and among those players the shining lights of Kyogo and Yota uh, I thought it was a doer struggle for Celtic uh, a nice goal Imaginative free kick from David Turnbull Terrific finish from uh, Tom Rogic But the second half was a, a, bit, a bit of a slog Motherwell playing Celtic on a day when they were clearly below par Were very poor They had very little to offer I think, I, I think obviously you're looking at excitement of games I thought Hearts and Rangers was an exciting game doesn't matter the outcome's the same three points for Rangers three points for Celtic keeps that gap to four I thought that uh, Rangers played very well at Tynecastle yeah I thought Hearts um, could take a lot out of that game they had a few chances especially early on but Rangers showed that you know uh, the bit of class that they've got they're above Hearts in that and uh, their finishing was clinical as much as I enjoyed Motherwell's first half performance today at Celtic Park caused Celtic a few problems and it's well documented that Celtic are struggling a little bit with injuries and personnel no um, recognised centre forward I thought second half as much as it wasn't end to end exciting goal mouth incidents I thought Celtic controlled the game and I think the Celtic manager will be very happy Joe Hart really never had a save to make Tom Rogic probably and, and Mikey Johnston had chances and uh, I think there was another couple of chances that Celtic could have put the game to bed easily but the most important thing for Celtic's afternoon especially after Rangers getting the three points at 12 o'clock um, well 2 o'clock when it's finished is to go and win the game that was the pressure go and win the game get the three points they achieved that I think the Celtic manager will be delighted 
We've already heard from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and Robbie Nielsen on that game earlier on. So we want to hear from you at home. 01419511025. And we will hear from Ange Postacoglu and Robbie Nielsen. David Friel, just a way to speak to them at the moment. So we'll give you... Uh, the latest from Celtic Park when we get it but as I say we want to hear from you as well 01419511025 we start with the earlier game Alex Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will be will be happy there's, there's not really a whole lot more he could have done at Rangers in the, in the opening few weeks of his reign he's been winning the games that, that they've needed to win they've been scoring goals they've been uh, kept it tight at the back as well yeah I, I think he'll be delighted with his uh, opening games uh, going to the Next stage of the Europa League after Christmas Four wins in the league uh, He's only conceded two goals And he's opening six games Which was a, a, a big contrast compared to You know Just previous him arriving uh, And I thought it was a really It could quite easily have been a really difficult day for them But the fact that they got the early goals They managed the game relatively well uh, And I'll be delighted to get away with three points today Because We were going into this Rung of fixtures Basically saying Rangers have got some Really tough ones They've got to go to Livingston On the back of Europe They've also got uh, You know You've got to go to Hearts You've also got to go up to Aberdeen You've got to go to Celtic Park So I still think they're kind of Sitting nicely Because after January 2nd Rangers have all these teams To come back to Ibrox Yeah I think You know you look at Rangers schedule for The next few weeks They've got a couple of big Away games uh, On the go Before uh, Aberdeen and Celtic They both play in a row But they've got a run of home games Now Three as well So now, yep. um, They'll be looking at that And and they'll surely be thinking That that's it's very possible To get nine points there If they continue The way they're playing At the moment Yeah well they've obviously Got St Johnston In, in midweek uh, We've seen What St Johnston did In the cup there last year I think they'll come And be well organised Callum Davison's always got them Struggling for form at the moment So Rangers would go into that As big favourites they then have Dundee United and then obviously they have St Mirren before the game up at Aberdeen and then Celtic. So it's a, the, the, the problem for most teams at the moment is the games are coming thick and fast. It's about getting the players recovered and then hopefully for, for Rangers' point of view, they will be looking to try and uh, make sure there are no injuries on the back of that performance today. Yeah, that's the big thing at the other side of the city, Mark, is getting the players refreshed. We don't know what players are going to be available for Celtic on Wednesday. <clears throat> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, busiest man at Celtic just now will be the physio. Tim Williams. Yeah, yeah. Tim will be <laughs> rushed off his feet. Um, uh, this time of the year, uh, it's not really about stuff that's happening on the training ground. Like Alex says there, it's more about the recovery of the players, wrapping them up in cotton wool when you can. Don't take any risks with them when you don't need to. We've seen how that's caught yeah. up with Celtic from midweek and getting them out in the pitch for the important games. And every game over this period is important, you know. It was important today to get the job done for both teams. And there's different ways of doing that. You know, Rangers go and they were impressive when they were attacking. And it was a a, a good performance at Tynecastle. Celtic slightly stuffier, but still got the job done. Now it's on to midweek. Again, wrap the players in cotton wool, get them up to Dingwall uh, and get them in the pitch again. And Postacoglu will take a similar performance if the scoreline is the same. And then it's on to the cup final, which takes care of itself. So it's a huge couple of weeks coming up for both sides. How big a plus is that for Ange Postacoglu that despite the fact he's had to rotate his side, it was a, a bit of a makeshift front three with David Turnbull playing through the middle. In the last couple of games, they've had the injuries, but they've got the three points in both games, one in Europe and one in the league. I think he'll be quite encouraged by today's performance. I think... Thursday night was slightly different A full different team And that brings enthusiasm And energy And the crowd And the atmosphere It was there Got them through And and there was some good performances Today it was slightly different If Celtic hadn't 
created that many chances then it probably be a concern but see when you look at the game overall the first half a wee bit stuffy but the second half Rogic had so many chances to, to put the game to bed it should have been more than one so I think that will encourage him with that recognised striker and Turnbull and Rogic and Abada and Mikey Johnson they still created a lot of chances but they just weren't clinical enough to make it more than one 01419511025 if you want to give us a call Michael is a Celtic fan in Liverpool Michael what did you make of the game today? Um, stop start really um, for me um, I was a bit con- I'm a bit concerned about the injury list is uh, that's keeping up because all I can say is you need to stay in touch with Rangers because I knew Hearts should have been three and a half, two and a half in the first few, first few minutes but Liam Boyce missed a couple of setters you know what I mean but that's it, but Rangers are getting stronger and stronger. Celtic are getting weaker and weaker by the injuries, and um, that's a concern for me a wee bit. But if we if we go to touch with Rangers, then I think Rangers will, will win the title again, probably. But my, injury, my concern is Celtic's training methods, um, all these injuries that keep happening. Gio Marcus, as, as few says, a jetty needs to go in January... Because he's never going to do anything. Gio Marcus, I'm not too sure about. When I've watched him at Celtic Park and that, when I've been at Celtic Park, um, I think he's quite a poor-looking player. Um, but for me, really, I'm just concerned a wee bit about all the injuries. The question of staying in touch, which is Michael's point, is an important one. Um, because while the injuries are as widespread as they are Celtic can be sure of nothing uh, and that includes Dingwall on Wednesday night there be another struggle up there on Wednesday against a team who will get off the bottom of the table and they're fighting for their survival so I can only see another long struggle uh, in the Highlands on Wednesday uh, and until Kyogo and Yota come back uh, Celtic just look at the moment as if they're Directionless without these two uh, I, I know that Some chances were made And the, the goal was a nice one But the, the performance was Fairly Ordinary for me today I, I, I think it says a lot for Celtic Listen, I'm going to be positive here for Celtic Because if you look at any team And you take the best Forward line out of your team And they play with a three You look at Jota, Kyogo uh, their new signing Jack and Mac is, is not featuring injured James Forrest One of the best players In Scotland For a long long time That's a lot to replace And it's very hard And I keep getting back To something Celtic weren't Prepared Totally right For the beginning of the season A new manager Had to come in And face all the hurdles With 10, 11, 12 players Whatever it may be Leaving Bring other players in Get to know the Scottish game So it's, as much as Celt- some Celtic fans are going, oh, it's a bit negative, and what they're still in the title race, they're in the cup final, so there's still a lot to play for. Of course, they've been caught with injuries. He needs to get keep within touching distance, get to January, strengthen the squad, and then get his injuries back. And I think Celtic under Postecoglou will have a very good season. Michael, I'm sure we'll get an update from Ange Postacoglu on their injury situation after the game. He seemed a bit more positive in this morning's newspapers about Kyogo, said that there was a chance he could be involved today. 
He wasn't Obviously Celtic Go to Dingwall And then have the cup final On Sunday Would you like to see him play Midweek Or do you feel uh, That no, he should be rested like No 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 Andrew I wouldn't want to see him Play on Wednesday night pal um, Basically for me Do you know something Right I keep, They keep going on about um, Do you know who I really liked Liam Shaw uh, Against Real Batiste I thought he was class By the way Going forward He was driving the team forward And do you know who else I like Liam Scales and um, that was it. what's that guy's name Orga because I can't remember but I thought he played pretty well you know and obviously why does he not bring that young guy in Moffat Owen Moffat uh, and that other boy Joey Dawson why do why, these are attacking players um, so for me he really should he really should think about Wednesday night and bring these young laddies in and bring Liam Shaw and Liam Scales at left back and put Juranovic at right back. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? The concern you have, Michael, is that Celtic stay in touch. With respect, you cannot ask Joey Dawson, Origidi, uh, Adam Moffat, you cannot ask players of virtually no experience whatsoever to come in right now and win games each one being more vital than the last one uh, because you want Celtic to stay in touch with Rangers. You cannot then bring in Adam Moffat and Joey Dawson and be serious about it. They're not experienced enough. To be, fair, to be fair to some of the younger ones that come in on Thursday, they'd be best, a team that's sitting high up in La Liga. Sorry, would you be comfortable going to try and chase down a league with these guys? No, no, I'm not saying team? that, but you've, if you've got to rely on them sometimes, then... I said this on Thursday Before the game They're at Celtic For a reason These young players And They're at Celtic Not to be probably First team picks Every week just now But to back up a squad And when the squad Needs you They stepped up on Thursday We had callers on here Saying that they paid Their ticket money And it was disrespectful And Celtic should be Taking things serious And I said Well give them a chance They did so maybe Ange Postecoglou might have to turn to some of them. I agree with you, and Alex said you can't put them all in, you know, in such a vital game. Um, but some of them will have to step up to the mark when the injury list is growing and growing. Is it as simple as Alex if Kyogo's fit, he plays on Wednesday, or will yeah. Ange Postecoglou have a, a real decision to make with a cup final just a yeah. few days away? I suppose it will depend on the extent of where they're at at that particular time, Andrew. Um, once he says it's not quite as bad as first thought on, on Thursday night, I, I automatically thought to myself, right, okay, it's either kind of bad cramping and maybe take a few days to settle down, or it's a grade one, which is potentially seven to ten days. So I think I think it, I think Wednesday night may well give you a, a better indication if he's in the reckoning, because I'm not sure you could then put him in on Saturday on the back of not playing for a couple of games. No, I, if it was me, I don't care if he was fit on Wednesday. I wouldn't play him on Wednesday. I would. I wouldn't take the risk. I keep him for a cup final. Um, I think you're going to Ross County, and as much as you're saying he's such an important player, you've got players that if, if if you've got players that can't come in and play against Ross County and Dingwall, then they shouldn't be wearing a Celtic strip. As much as uh, you know, Furahashi is a very very important player for them. I think that. If you look at getting off injured on Thursday night with the injury, I think you give them as long as possible because I do expect Celtic to go to Dingwall. I think it's always a difficult game up there. I do expect them to win. 
The cup final This is a manager That's just in the door It's an opportunity To get the first bit of silverware In the cabinet So I would certainly be looking at Sunday Michael In terms of the the next couple of weeks Where are your confidence levels at Given the fact that Celtic have these injury issues James Forrest was uh, Forced off again today Uh, 50-50 Andrew Um, I'm disappointed Because I like James Forrest You know And I was disappointed I was gutted and scunnered when he went off the park. I was like, oh, no, another one. And then, no, no, this Green Brigade, they're doing my head in as well with this silent protest nonsense, right? I, I agree with the, 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 the protest. I was actually at the game, the Rangers game, on the Jane Field Street end when it was when there was nearly people getting crushed that day, right? I was at that game, the Rangers and Celtic match, right? It was horrible, do you know what I mean? But, uh, but I just... They need to, like you said earlier on, they need to do it, they should maybe do it 10 minutes before a match outside the ground or whatever, right? Or do whatever, but no no inside the ground. Like you says, these Celtic players right now, with players getting injured and this and that, they need the confidence and they need the backing for the supporters. Do you know what I mean? Who are going to Parkhead and all that. Um, Mark, it's, it's an interesting point, that, because you can never really tell how much of an impact it's having on the players you speak to a lot of players and they say you know you kind of just we, we block out the, the noise you don't really concentrate on what's going on in the background <laughs> that's the old so. newspaper answer yeah. <laughs> yeah. no the player Andrew the players hear that no doubt about it the players hear when the fans get on top of you when you've done something wrong they, they know that and they're also well aware when the crowd are up and it gives you that wee bit of energy so there's no doubt about it the players would much rather prefer that the entire stadium was behind them for the 90 minutes and, and forgetting about protests throughout the game if, if you are inside the ground you should be there to lend your vocal support to the club that particular section of the ground is Always respected by the players And by the managers I can remember Neil Lennon Taking the, the league trophy over there And bowing in front of The Green Brigade I do not dispute That the club should speak to the supporters Because they take their season ticket money Quickly enough They should speak to them About an issue that is Dividing fan from club However If the supporters are then going Inside the ground they know the situation that Ange Postacoglu is in. They know how much the, the, the team is struggling at the moment with injuries. Surely, if you come inside the ground, you should be there to support the club. I repeat, if no player is bigger than the club, then no supporter is bigger than the club. Well, thank you to Michael. 01419511025 on the phones. Mick is a Celtic fan up next. Mick, what stood out to you on the pitch today? Well, mate, the first thing I've got to say about uh, Joe Hartman, I know our applauders are going to go to Rogic and, and, and the lack Yeah, we'll get the, the producer to fix that line there. It was just a, a bit dodgy, Mick, but we'll get you back on. He, he started to make a point about Joe Hart there and, you know, it, it, it's easy to see the difference in goal between Celtic this season and Celtic last season. Yeah, the deflection was oh. one for me yeah, because he had to kind of rejig his positioning. He was going back across him. And he pulled off a really strong save And I think he had a double save at that point as well I think yeah. it ended up offside But Joe Hart didn't know that So these are the saves That the Celtic goalkeepers should be making That they weren't doing last year I, 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 Sorry I, one I, sec I'll let Mick yeah. back in and, and make his point I think we've got you now Mick Re-emphasise what Alex said there This is the difference between the Celtic of this year And Celtic of last year We have a goalkeeper now And 
It's no use to his saves. I've got to mention his distribution and no use to his feet. There must have been three or four times a day he threw the ball out with his horns to the halfway line where it's Juranovic. The long and short, I think the guy doesn't get enough credit and I genuinely do believe that he had been a massive, massive difference. As well as what he does on the pitch, he's a massive leader, he's an influence in the dressing room and you've seen it at the final whistle, the way all the other players are reacting to him and all that. Honestly, I genuinely believe this is the difference between the Celica this season and the Celica last season. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that, uh, I say jokingly, the two hardest positions in the pitch are goalkeeper and centre-forward. I think if you look at the league, that tells you the story. You know, you've got Rangers, Celtic and Hearts. They've got the three best goalkeepers in the league. And then Liam Kelly comes forth after it. Joe Hart's been a terrific sign. I think not just for the fact that he's a very, very good goalkeeper. I take on board what Mick says. He'll be a leader in the dressing room. He'll be a voice. He'll be helping the younger, younger players as well. I think what I've heard about him is a terrific professional, Andrew, which rubs off on other people. Um, and he's had a great start to his Celtic career. And some of his saves have been very... Look, he's like every other goalkeeper. He'll make the odd mistake because he's been um, coaxed into making sure he plays from the back. And when you do that, you take risks. And sometimes you get caught out, and every goalkeeper does. But when the big moments come along and he's asked to make big saves, he usually produces... When you've got a much more reliable goalkeeper between the sticks, what does that do for the confidence for the rest of the team? Well, of course, you you, you need to know the guy that that literally the man who is the last line of defence is uh, reliable. Uh, last season, the bar was not set very high for uh, Joe Hart to improve upon it. Uh, last season, there was the disaster that was Barkas and. Uh, Scott Bain with respect to a journeyman goalkeeper uh, he's not a Celtic first team goalkeeper so Joe Hart's come in but right now and I'm sure that Joe Hart is grateful for Mick's endorsement but right now Joe Hart is not the most important thing about the first team You know, it's trying to get other areas of the side to function with a cup final approaching the goalkeeper is a former England international vastly experienced and he will Take care of himself But right now There are other Important areas To be taken care of Mick The downside for Celtic today Obviously James Forrest Limping off A lot of injury problems Anyway How big a concern Is that for you? Aye Obviously mate Aye Because we're Attacking players Are dropping flies But can I just Throw that back to Hugh When he's saying about how He's not That most important Let me ask you If Joe Hart Was to get injured Then what's, What's the impact There Hugh? Well then in comes the journeyman goalkeeper Bain again uh, As he did against Real Betis um, But Mick You know They're trying to address the loss of Kyogo And Yota And now Forrest And it is unquestionably having an effect On the outfield And with regards to the cup final next Sunday uh, you, you expect Joe Hart to be what he is A, a, a an accomplished professional player of many years standing with a lustrous career behind him. Um, but the outfield has to be taken care of before Hibs. Well, thank you to Mick. Uh, Rangers fans, we want to hear from you as well. 0141 951 1025. What were the main takeaways from that win at Tynecastle earlier on? Give us a call on 0141 951 1025 and you could be up next. 
the games are over, the talking begins. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Alex Ray, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, as we look back on today's action. Rangers 2-0 winners at Tynecastle. Alfredo Morelos and Joe Aribo bagging the goals for them. Celtic 1-0 winners as well this afternoon. Tom Rogic with the only goal of the game. I've got to say I'm, I'm completely shocked that Gordon DL got a prediction right and wow. didn't even brag about it. I don't need to brag about it. Uh, Alec Ray was the winner in the first game. I was the winner in the second. Um, but that's what knowledge it's is. It's more likely that you just forgot what your prediction was and no, you're no, just realising that. I've told you. No, that's right. I, I, I actually did forget. <laughs> would, you, would you look at Nick this guy, though? I know it's been a long show, but he's. He's dragged the mic down He's sitting down <laughs> He's sitting under the table I can barely see him Over the computer screens here I'm just talking to like A, tu- a tuft of hair At the top uh, of the Well put the binoculars Back on it It has been a long long day <laughs> Well 01419511025 We want to hear from you On the phones What did you make Of today's action Next up Andy Is a Rangers fan In Finiston Andy did you like What you saw today Hi guys how you doing Hi hi Oh really hi. Great result as, as we seen the producer going forward, when they seem to sometimes put a bit of gas a wee bit, and then when they, they decide to go, no, we need to go up here. Going forward, absolutely brilliant. Still, still a wee bit concerned. I know we're not conceding a lot of goals, but it's the chances we're, we're getting to other teams, you know. Uh, I think Alex said earlier on as well, we definitely miss Bicalander. I mean, Bass is good, but, you know, we just, to me, we're up against a better striker or. They could maybe have scored a few goals, you know. They kind of made a big clan against back to tighten up even more for us. I thought Kamara was class today. I thought he was brilliant today. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because I think you've obviously, we've obviously mentioned Celtic's injuries. You've also got uh, Holanda, um, Balogun also injured there. So that's obviously a blow from Ryan Jack's not been able to, to get into the mix. But you're right, I think the strength and depth that Rangers have uh, is really important. Um, it would be a concern that passing up some some of the opportunities, um, you know, some of these opportunities over the course of that 90 minutes will be a concern. You know, um, a little bit of naivety by Bassey passing the ball into the middle of the park, uh, you know, just to give him a little lifeline. But uh, when you step back, I think the fact that they've got uh, four clean sheets out of six, uh, five wins and a draw, and then we can you can mitigate against the Leon one because of the amount of changes, and I think that worked a treat. Now we we'd call us on here on Wednesday night, uh, and I says I would be absolutely shocked if he didn't make wholesale changes going into the Leon game with a view to Sunday. You seen that today? There was a real freshness, there was a real zest, uh, and I thought Rangers were comfortable winners today because uh, it is a hard place to go. We've already touched on that, uh, and then they've now got three games. To negotiate at home And it just gives you an opportunity To rack up some goals Get some uh, more momentum uh, Before the big games Up at Aberdeen And Celtic Is that Will that be a positive For Giovanni Van Bronckhorst That they've got the win They've got the three points And guys like Stephen Davis Yanis Hadji are, are, are still fresh Going into this period Because they've not had to have A run out really today Yeah but uh, Andrew They've got so much options uh, At their disposal Um I think the fact that, you know, you rightly said there, Hadji just gives you a different uh, kind of problem uh, uh, for the opposition because he can pick up little pockets now. But having seen that front three today, I'd be surprised, uh, injury aside, or the odd little game that you can maybe rest someone if you can get a couple of games, uh, a couple of goals ahead. Then for me, these three guys are really powerful. They've got pace, they've got trickery. They kill people in the one-to-one actions. And I think when you look at 
The way the Dutch like to play With their wingers driving at people Inside, outside I think they two could be the uh, the, the wider guys going forward Andy, is, is that what you expect to see going forward Under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Ryan Kent on the left Fashion Sakala on the right Both of them using that pace Oh brilliant I, Honestly and it, it was actually good to see Vanellis I mean, He looked happy And he's looking a lot better A lot, lot better now You know what I mean He's he's, and then he's he's enjoying himself again And he's only going to score more goals The only more games he plays now he's going, he's, going to, he's going to score every game The way the service he's getting Up there too And on the outside as you said I'm delighted Look at, uh, at Hearts today This is a side who beat Celtic at Tynecastle uh, Who went to Celtic Park And it was a narrow 1-0 win for Celtic Amid controversy About the goal And uh, they went to Ibrox And got a draw But today Rangers went to Tynecastle And in spite of Robbie Nielsen Attempting to tell you Black is white And that Hearts dominated the game No they did not or anything like it This was the most convincing Old firm appearance Against Hearts Since the season began And it was indicative of A Rangers team who continued to respond To the arrival of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst And good players are becoming better Under him Which is what good managers do well, there'll still be positives for Robbie Nielsen to take from that game because they did trouble Alan McGregor who had a couple of saves. Stephen Kingsley hit the bar. It, it wasn't the result, but Robbie Nielsen certainly seems happy with, with most of what he saw from his team. Well, I said uh, after the game, I thought there was positives for Hearts to take out the game. They got off to a terrific start. They, they were right in the front foot and for me, boys should do a lot better. Um, but all, all credit to McGregor. That's what he's there for. He's a top, top goalkeeper. And if you're on top of Rangers, you've got to punish them. You've got to get that goal because you know that they're going to come into the game. And then within 15 minutes or whatever it may be, Morelos Aribo have put the ball in the back of it. And Rangers are an easy street, to be honest with you. But um, I, I'm with Ali. I thought it was a real good performance after a difficult Thursday night. And remember, they're away from home. They're travelling as well. Um, Tyne Castle was... Three quarters full of heart support, so they'd More all the backing. Well, whatever it may be, yeah, um, only about a thousand, just over a thousand yeah, Rangers and, fans. And we know that we know that in times gone by, Tyne Castle is a real difficult place to go. You've got to be up for it. You've got to be on your game. I like the way Rangers are playing with the two wide men, yeah. and that's why I said uh, yesterday I thought Sakala would play a big partner. I like the fact that their midfield players are now get the license to break forward. Aribo gets a goal today. Um, Arfield got the goal at Livingston So it's obviously something they've, they've tweaked And they're working on And I think the Rangers players are buying into it And I think they'll look a more positive side I think uh, Andy makes a really interesting point as well There, We've obviously highlighted to two white guys That's Morelos now got four goals in his last five games He's only three behind Kyogo And uh, you know there was a period there That some people were really having a good pop at him So he's on a, a rich vein of form Andy do you feel that you're starting to see The best of Alfredo Morelos again? Oh, definitely, yeah. I can see it. You can see it, and he's even his manner, his work, his work rate as well. You know, he's really he, he looks as if he's lost a few pounds as well. But he just you can see him enjoying himself again, and that's. I mean, I've always been a Manelis fan. Uh, I just we could through a wee slump there, but now you can see him. He's picked up again, and he's enjoying himself. So, and that, that's only good for Rangers. You know, the more he enjoys himself, the more goals he's going to score. Alex, what are the obvious changes for you in Alfredo Morelos' game since Giovanni yeah. Van Bronckhorst came in? Yeah, I think he's more. He's playing a lot more central. He's playing a lot more higher up. Uh, 
And he just looks as if he's got the wee bit between his teeth. You know, I think the fact that a new manager's in the building, it seems to be suiting him. I think the fact that you have two guys who are willing to, to, to get to the byline, get balls uh, cut back. A, a perfect example today, he's playing within the sticks. Now, Daz obviously made a career scoring goals. If you can get this guy in there, there'll be times where Morelos doesn't quite connect with something. I wouldn't say he's an out and out, a natural finisher, if you like. Because he passes up a lot of opportunities But the amount of goals he gets uh, is, is impressive as well But if you get him in the middle of the sticks He's got a great opportunity to be the top goal scorer in Scotland again Yeah, he's a good finisher He's a box player for me uh, You've seen in the first couple of minutes Rangers played that long ball over the top And they last time to chase it It was written all over his face This ain't my game And I don't blame him because it ain't his game um, But Alex Wright When you get the wide players with the... the the ability they've got to get to, for instance, a byline or whipping good balls. Morelis is a terrific striker. He comes alive in the box and he's a very, very good finisher. And I think Morelis is under this new role looks a happier player because he knows that he doesn't have to go and do that side of the game he doesn't like doing. He plays within that, the that area. The box, yeah. yeah, the box. And he knows that he's going to get chances, especially from the wide areas. So basically as a centre forward You say to your wide guys Put decent quality in there And then it's up to me To go and try and get on the end of it And finish it And that's i.e. why As Ali pointed out there He's starting to get back in amongst the goals Well thank you to Andy 01419511025 If you want to get involved We will hear from Ange Postacoglu And Graham Alexander shortly But first of all we'll hear from Chris Who's a Celtic fan in Cumbernauld Chris what did you make of the game today? Hi panel, how are you doing? Um, so I was at the game today and I was also at the game on Thursday as well. Um, I think it was Hugh that made the point earlier about we've got more problems than, than obviously the keeper. Um, one of the main problems that, that I can see from, from watching today's game was was a left back. You've got Greg Taylor and if I was Postacoglu, I would have played Liam Scales there any day of the week. The reason being, I just think that he adds nothing to the team. I just felt like he had a very, very poor game. Um, I felt like he, he, he likes a Joe Hart. He is a, a 12-point keeper. He will save you mm. 9 to 12 points per season. The the Green Brigade um, message that they put, I understand the fact that they've got to make a point. Um, the sooner this saga ends, the better, because the reason being, that is Celtic's 12th man. Um, I've seen it on Thursday where they, they, Betis had equalised um, and the, the team looked deflated. There's a small minority of fans which are which are slowly trying to get the chance out there, but there's there's nothing without the Green Brigade. That's that's where they need. Um, my main point was the fact that today's game was was extremely hard to watch. Um, I just think like Tumble, you may as well have had him up in the stands with me. You've got Juranovic again, you may as well have had him up in the stands with me. I just felt like we were very very poor. We, we lack going forward. Tumble again gives you nothing going forward. Um, it was very, very hard to watch as a fan. Well, full of positives there, Chris, eh, for a three points. I mean, where do you start with that? Well, Turnbull gives you nothing going forward. I disagree with that. Turnbull was a player that's played out of position today. And he's got an assist for the goal. He also set up Tom Rogic where he slips him in. He had he had loads of other interactions. Juranovic, Juranovic had a few attempts in goal as well. Had a nice little cutback for Rogic. Greg Taylor. Now, Greg Taylor, I think I think the guys were mentioning it earlier as well, the left-back position for Celtic. I don't think there's any doubt that Celtic need to strengthen that position. And Liam Scales coming in, getting a glimpse of him the other night. 
I thought he looked decent and maybe he does deserve a chance. I think Greg Taylor's had a difficult season. Um, injuries, still trying to get up to speed. Is he going to be your number one left back? Is, is he going to be Ange Postacoglu's number one left back? I don't think he is come the end of January transfer window, but he's there to do a job and I don't think he ever really lets the side down. So a number of points here that I would tend to disagree in, especially the period that Celtic are going through with the volume of games and the amount of injuries. I think the guys went out there and did a pretty decent job. Listen, parts of the game was a hard watch. There's no doubt about that. We all agreed with that yeah. in the studio. But at this stage, three points is the most important thing. They've just gave Taylor. Sorry, they've just gave Taylor a, a, a contract to 2025 as well. So it's no. It doesn't look as if he's going anywhere any anyway soon. When it, when it, when it is a hard watch. That's when you need your fans. You've been there, yeah, Mark. Yeah. You need them to pull you over the line. Uh, and as Chris on the line has said, uh, there's a, a civil war going on, and it's. Injuring the club uh, So The only way to bring this to a conclusion Is to have Fans, representatives meet uh, Ian Bankier The Celtic chairman uh, To hear what the club have to say the, the the fans Pay their money They are entitled They are known as the paying customers They are customers No business Exists While ignoring its customer uh, so the the board in the form of Ian Bankier have to speak to the fans. Uh, at the end of the day, Celtic run their business, and if they want to bring in someone the fans disapprove of, then the fans have a decision to make. But there should be some meeting taking place to possibly bring a resolution to this matter, because at the moment, supporters who sit in seats but do not support are not what Celtic and Ange Postecoglou need. Well, thank you to Chris in Cumbernauld. Let's hear what Ange Postacoglu had to say on the game and on James Forrest and Kyogo as well. Important victory. And, uh, yeah, please, very pleased because, uh, yeah, I still think we, we played well. We just, we just, you know, we, we had some good chances to, to get that second goal and make the game more comfortable for ourselves. And uh, when you don't get the second goal, you, the opposition always feel like they're in the game. Although I thought we were in, in pretty good control in the second half. Joe made a great save in the first half, but I thought second half we were good. We just, like I said, we, we just needed to, to get that second goal. You know, sometimes it's thing we can be a bit more ruthless in front of goal, but um, yeah, to be fair to the players, they dug in, dug in and got the job done. You know, they worked the free kick well. Which, again, it's something we've been good at this year. So pieces um, four, you know, we scored a corner midweek and. You know, a little variety there, Gav. Uh, works really hard at it. Um, it's great to get a reward that way. Who is James? Not really sure. I haven't spoken to him. And, uh, obviously, significant enough for him to come off and disappointing. Again, he, he he hasn't been 100%, but we felt today we could get sort of an hour out of him. But um, okay. it's not a great uh, run we're going through, absolutely. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, it's hitting us in, in one area. It's not like it's spread over the team, which, which is really challenging us. But as I said, the players, you know, Pretty much from the moment I walked in the door, we've had some kind of challenge put in front of us. And, uh, Are you slightly more optimistic about Kyogo this week? How's that looking at this point in time? Don't know, mate. We'll, we'll just wait and see. It's, you know, like I said, it's not a significant one. I mean, Albion, uh, Agenti will be out you know, probably way back before the break. Um, but Kyogo will definitely be back before the break. It's just a matter of seeing. It's a kind of day-to-day proposition. We'll see how he feels. You're confident enough, though, that with the, the players you've got and what you see? 
Yeah, well, sort of mixed uh, messages there on Kyogo. He says he, he's not really sure. He says he'll definitely be back before the break, but we don't know whether that will be for the cup final or whether it will be for the Rangers game. Yeah. And then on and on on James Forrest, he says too early to to tell really. We we, we said earlier on uh, where Kyogo is because we do obviously don't know where he is in in, in, the, in the grand scale of things. Whether he would be played next week in the in the cup final. I said, see if he's not 100% you can't do that Now he just says James Forrest wasn't 100% going in there We thought we could get an hour at him mm. And it looks as if he's uh, had a real uh, a recurrence of the injury So is it really worth that long term for Celtic to actually have that gamble? As someone who's listened to managers for decades Kyogo's not playing in the cup final that's, that's my interpretation of Ange Postacoglu's body language and what he's having to say uh, And remember when Ange Postacoglu came out after the game against Real Betis, his first words on Kyogo were, it doesn't look good. So, you know, it's in his best interest to keep him guessing, will he play, won't he play? He won't play. Was that a risk worth taking today on James Forrest? Um, well, only the the manager, medical staff and the player knows that, Andrew. Um, obviously, it backfired because Forrest... The, the good thing was he didn't continue The minute that happened to him He was right off the park You'll probably uh, assess that over the next day or two To see if it settles down But it is a blow uh, Especially with the injury list he's got But what I picked up with the, the manager there And I do agree with him He was talking about today He says look He wasn't getting carried away But he says I'm pleased, very pleased I think he was more pleased with the fact that The players were out there It's been a difficult week Especially with injuries as well it was important You're playing a team in fourth That was in good form A bit of pressure on you From Rangers From the early game To close that gap The fans There's no atmosphere So it was a tough ask And um, it was all about The valuable three points Well, 01419511025 If you want to get involved We'll hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu And possibly Graham Alexander After these After they play you have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Final chance to get your calls in. 0141-951-1025 on the open line. Lots to talk about today. Rangers beating Hearts 2-0 at Tynecastle. Celtic won the winners at home to Motherwell. Let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu on uh, Kyogo's injury. If you ask Kyogo, yes, he, he, he probably would have played today. Um, if you ask the medical team, well, he'll probably be out for two, three weeks. So I'm kind of taking a stab in the dark in the middle somewhere, but I've got no idea, mate. I'll be guided by the medical team and Kyogo. As I said, you can't rule him out with anything at the moment, but you can't rule him in. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting wow. clip there because he's saying Kyogo would play today if he could, yet the medical staff would say two or three weeks. <laughs> well, I think that answers the question. Correct. I mean, every player wants to play when they're injured. I've been there a million times, I'll play. Uh, but the medical team are the ones that are really in charge because you've got to protect the player and protect the asset for the long term, not just for one game. And there's a long season ahead, so I think Hughes maybe got but, this one right. Yeah. Before Ange Postacoglu said it, I told you. He's not playing It'll be fascinating to see Where they go with it Because obviously the player Will make it known That he wants to play Over the course He might miss midweek Like Dad said And then again He'll be chatting on the door Saying listen I'm ready to go And he'll be trying his best During the course of this week 
To prove to the management team And the physios That he's available then, I, I, I'm with you I'm with you I'm sorry I, That that answered the question for me yeah. You know the medical staff said Of course every player See if you go and say to a player Would you You want to go and try it Of course you're going Yeah I'll go and try it I'll go and see how it is I'm The medical it. staff have went in They've assessed the injury there's absolutely and no chance If he plays him in the cup final And he pulls up And it's even worse And then he misses the Rangers game They say Why did you play him in the cup final? Here at Loopy Central I know how it works Let's hear from <laughs> Graham Alexander as well His take on the game Proud of how my team came in Competed and played um, Playing against a, a, an excellent team An excellent manager Who's, who's doing a great job But I, certainly for, for 92 minutes yeah, maybe should have been more, but 92 minutes. I thought we were in the game all the way, and um, and uh, made them work for the points. And uh, you know that's on another day. You know we had opportunities in the first half and, and a couple in the second. But the, the one where Joe Hart makes the the brilliant save uh, from Sean Gossett nil nil, you know, and then they score what 10 seconds before half time. It's uh, you know little things like that can go against you. But we didn't feel sorry for ourselves. The second half, we um, I thought the the shape of our team, the discipline of the team was excellent, and uh, we always carried a threat right to the end. Look, I, I always get frustrated at, at bits and pieces, but I, I thought the the game-winning moment was—I thought it was a wrong decision. I didn't think it was a free kick. I thought um, we set the bar early in the game with what sort of challenge would be okay, um, which is fine. You know, every every ref sort of interprets things differently, and but then you take that as the bar, and I I, I didn't think that was given due to other challenges that were going on uh, earlier on they're, they're a good team they, I don't think they need any favours um, but I just, I, I'm not suggesting it, it was a favour but I, I just thought it was a, a cheap decision to go I, 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 I didn't think it was a free kick but then you know Celtic showed the quality with the, with, with the actual uh, taking of it Is that why you were a bit green for complaining about that? Um, I think so maybe I don't know hard to hear him from like 8 yards away from whenever he showed me the yellow so um, no it's I've got a fight for the team and, and, that, and I didn't, didn't use any lang- bad language um, I'm remonstrated but I'm remonstrating what 50 yards away from, from the referee Alex we've seen the free kick incident back yeah. do you agree with Graham Alexander on that one? Listen it was of the soft variety there may well have been a slight push we, we couldn't quite tell from where he was it seemed as if he'd already committed to go up uh, to win the ball Mikey Johnson and then he just throws himself to the ground So um, listen There may well have been contact We might get a better angle of it later on But as I said at the time And the guys in the studio said at the time You have to defend it Everybody in the studio knew That it was going to be cut back to the edge of the box Because it's so narrow with the free kicks given And it's just the one that they peels out And you have to say It was a fine finish by Tom Rogic Whether it's a free kick or not The mother will need to do better there 100%. Leaving Tom Rogic in space 100% You can see And uh, uh, what, what baffles me is that none of those players knew what was going on. It's, it's a free kick that probably every player in their career has seen on a training ground. It's just a cut back if there were no marking. And then when the ball comes to Tom Ruggie, he's still got a bit to do. Quality finish. Agree and I disagree with the Mono manager. I thought first half, 45 minutes, I really enjoyed their performance. I thought they were a threat. I thought they looked confident. Joe Hart made a... A few good saves, you know, and you and hit the bar as well. Second half, I just thought Celtic were in cruise control. I, I never looked at that game and thought at one point in the second half that Celtic were going to lose that. But first half, I thought Motherwell were excellent. Positives to take from Motherwell's performance, would you agree, Hugh? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they've lost to a Celtic side who were struggling for players. Um, and they did not trouble Joe Hart. I know that Joe has made two terrific saves in the game and there was a, a chance uh, that came off the bar very early on for Motherwell. But I thought second half, they did next to nothing to put Celtic under pressure. So it sounds as if I've been put on this earth to dispute what managers say. But I disagree with Robbie Nielsen when he said that Hearts dominated the match against Rangers. That's just delusional. And I don't think there are many positives for Motherwell. That was a disappointing performance given that on the park you had going into the game, the Premiership top goal scorer and in Kevin Van Veen, someone who could threaten Celtic's goal. But Motherwell did not do enough. Where I disagree with you just quickly, Hugh, there is... Yeah, Celtic weren't at their strongest But they still had something like 10 internationals on the pitch At Celtic Park It's still a massive ask but I thought Motherwell can take a lot of positives I thought their first half performance was excellent uh, But I thought Celtic controlled the, the second 45 So I, I know what you're saying You're thinking, well, because of the front threes missing And their top players, a couple of their top players they're still full of international players in that pitch, who, and you're still playing at home. Who are not having the best of afternoons? I'm not. I, I, listen, I, I still think Celtic look comfortable. That's not my uh, argument here. My argument here is you, you, you're classing the Motherwell performance poor because of the big opportunity of the Celtic team. This is a Celtic team still full of international football players. You're still playing at Celtic Park in front of a large crowd. It's still a big ass. The positives, you said there was no positive. I do, I disagree with you, we've all got opinions. I think there are positives for Graham Alexander. And listen to the manager after the game, I think he believes it as well. Well, let's hear one more time from Ange Postacoglu, this time on the silent protest. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. I mean, you know, you, can, you can't lie about that. It's, there's a difference. It's not the same out of the atmosphere that, you know, when you walk out. So, but we know the issues at hand. And as I said, and I've consistently said, my hope and desire is that this football club unites for 90 minutes because I think every 90 minutes is, you know, football is is really precious and we, we should be trying to you know embrace it and, and enjoy the moment because you know last year when it was taken away from, from us players coaches supporters where we're playing in empty stadiums we, we found out how meaningless it was and we've got an opportunity now to, to come back in here and you know I just I just hope that um you know, we, we walk back out next time in Celtic Park and, and you know, we, we hear the, the noise that we want to hear when we come out. And Postacoglu is saying there that there's a, a clear difference. He, he hopes that they'll all come together for, for the 90 minutes in the future. Yeah, well, of course. The message is pretty clear there from the manager. He wants what's best for the team and the supporters. He wants them to come together. He's right. The 90 minutes are precious. You know, it's what players train for day in, day out. It's what fans pay the hard-earned cash for and make so much effort to go to games so when they're there together they should make it as special as they can yeah. and their banner today at that part of the ground said the ghost of Christmas has yet to come in other words they've got more plans along this line um, the club have got to take their head out of the sands and got to uh, arrange a meeting uh, listen to the other side's point of view at the end of the day though Celtic needs to know whose side their support is on. Ange Postacoglu says it makes a difference to play in silence. They can't go on with the sound of silence. 
If Ange Postacoglu wants this resolved You yeah. clearly feel it needs to be resolved at some level now Nicholson has to engage with the, the fans group He has to meet them They have to put their side of the story uh, across to him and vice versa And it has to get resolved Because uh, as you said that That's the manager basically coming out and saying It is affecting the team So for everyone concerned at Celtic They'll be looking for some sort of resolution Because if they don't get the dialogue first and foremost Then there's no It just continues indefinitely yeah, I mean, it's hard to see where it goes from here because it's been going on for quite a while now and there's not been any dialogue between the clubs. Uh-huh. Do you have any idea of where it, where it does go from here, Hugh? I assume that the fans will go to Hamden on Sunday and give Celtic their full backing uh, under the belief that it's not Celtic Park. Therefore, um, we have no problem with Hamden Park. Uh, we can go and shout there. But you cannot have this drag on. It it is clearly draining the team, draining Ange Postacoglu. If the man can say it makes a difference, then listen to him. He's the manager, and he knows that his team are playing at a disadvantage, not created by injury, a disadvantage created by silence. Hugh, just finally a, a very quick recap on what you saw today on the pitch. An impressive Rangers. Uh, but Celtic hung in there against Motherwell Got the goal from Tom Rogic The four point gap remains Rangers place at Johnston Wednesday Celtic go at the Highlands The battle goes on Well that is all for today Thank you for your calls Of course we are back tomorrow night Gordon Duncan in the studio With Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray To look back on all the weekend's action And make sure to stick around Because the chart show is up next 